Okay, well, I'm Jack, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you so much for asking me to speak. Uh, it's an honor, you know. I, I just uh, let me just start real quick with I'm I'm grateful today. Uh, I was not a I mean I might have been a happy person at times in my life, even when I was morbidly obese. But I didn't think about gratitude. It's just not something that entered my thought. And uh, I have so much time and and so many experiences today in my life where uh, I get to be refocused onto gratitude and and lest I forget. Um, uh, my sponsor and sponsees will remind me, but let me just tell you what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. I was born in Los Angeles. For those of you who know the area at all, right near, not far, but actually toward Dodger Stadium, to be honest. And uh, we, I lived for many, many, many years near the Peterson Museum and the Grove and all that. Uh, uh, Hollywood, Beverly Hills, adjacent Los Angeles. Um, normal looking family in the 50s. Uh, I joke I'm the adult child of a Jewish accountant. Uh, not a pretty, not a pretty title, but it's mine. Um, Jack, yeah. you're muted. Whoa, is it you're muted back. still? Okay, thanks. Very <laughs> intertwined with uh, my grandparents. And a lot of time was spent with them. I was a chubby little kid. I had a what I thought to be a very mediocre crew cut. I couldn't tuck my shirt tails in, and I was pudgy. And um, in elementary school, I once lost thirty pounds. And you got to you got to be rather uh, hefty to be able to lose that that much weight that early. Um, got to what was then called uh, junior high school, and. Uh, then the, the physicality of life uh, chimed in. Uh, there was clothes to take off and lockers to have and showers in public and, and uh, ropes to climb, which I always thought to be an idiotic exhibition. And I thought that because I couldn't do it. I had puny arms and big fat body and I just couldn't do it. And I felt less than and different than. I was told I was smart. I did not believe anybody. I was put in a special class, which they found a way to keep me. I was the least intelligent person in the special class. So I was still an odd man out. I still felt like an idiot. Uh, I was put in a speech class most of elementary school, and I was never told why. And it wasn't until 30 years later I realized I had a slight list, but nobody told me that. And I was just in a speech class. Oh, and uh, corrective PE. Corrective PE, for those of you who didn't have that pleasure, they put everybody who was either different or less than, the fat kids, broken legs, uh, mentally, psychologically impaired, odd. Uh, just stay over there. Don't hurt each other. Don't hurt yourselves. Uh, don't do much. Figure out how you can put your gym trunks on in the right direction and, and uh, you know, just, just kill an hour so you don't get in anybody's way. Not good for self-esteem. Uh, I entered high school in 1967 and uh, on Mother's Day of my first semester there, my mother died. So, now I have a slight list that I don't know about. I'm fat, second or third fattest kid in the class. I have an ugly crew cut, and I'm a member of a club that had no other members, but it wasn't a fun club. I had a dead parent, and I didn't know anybody else. Nobody else with a dead parent. Nobody. Uh, I understood uh, existentially that goldfish died. I understood that grandparents died. Beyond that, I had no connection with death. And the adults around me handled my mother's death really, really poorly. 
my dad drank for two or three years afterwards, never before and never after. Uh, he did not tell her she was dying. She did not know she was dying. And me and my sister were not told. So as if one day, basically waking up six months later and my mom was gone, she died on Mother's Day. So I'm now, I have a lot of, of checklist items to feel like uh, not real good. Uh, gained a bunch of weight. And by the time I was 18 and in my first year at UCLA, I weighed 305. So my maximum weight is, is 305. Uh, um, at UCLA, I was in a hurry and I got in and out in three years. And I'm not sure why. I, I was in a hurry to go, I don't know where. And um, I decided to go on a diet. By the way, in the first years of my life, there was Metrical and Sego for those old enough, uh, those of you old enough to remember either of those. And one was a crappy tasting drink, and one was a crappy tasting cookie. And there was calorie counting. There was diet pills. This is my speed when I wake up in the morning. Picture me on speed. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Uh, I heard a line once. <laughs> uh, all ever made me do was eat faster. Um, I went to uh, OA, Weight Watchers, rather. I, uh, I went to Dr. Clarence Hunter in Beverly Hills. He was a diet doctor. He gave me the pills. And the real reason why I went, to be honest, was his daughter would hand me the pills. It was a big bag of, looked like M&Ms. And she was very pretty. And, you know, rest assured at 300 pounds, I wasn't having much of a dating life. And she'd slide that plexiglass uh, wavering door that doctor's offices used to have in the 50s and 60s. And she'd slide it over and she'd reach out her hand and it was almost like, I think it's David, and I think it's in the Sistine Chapel. All I know was I heard music every time I went there. Well, I wasn't psychotic, but I'd see this beautiful hand coming toward me, giving me my M&Ms, basically, and I was in love. Um, I lost 100 pounds at UCLA, and I bought a new suit and a new car, and I had a new girlfriend and a new briefcase. And I thought, no symptom, no problem. And I believe that. Again, I'm the adult child of a very logical, intelligent, well-educated accountant. And uh, I said, no symptoms, no problem. And I mean, in his lovely naivete, he, 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 he backed me. He, 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 why not? I got to law school, which is, uh, for those of my faith, the uh, little-known 11th commandment in some versions of the Old Testament, and thou must go to law school. And so I found myself in law school. I didn't belong there. Uh, I didn't want to be there. Uh, I gained back 100 pounds. And the feelings that weren't knocked off and killed and decimated by that, I took up vodka because it tasted good with orange juice. And I took up Valium. I was stealing the Valium from my father, who was still stealing from the stash left over from my mother, who was long dead. And my, by the way, my dad was very good at this. He was a uh, a top security clearance for the Defense Department, <laughs> drinking and taking value for those first two years. Um, okay, you said six minutes? Okay, minutes. So, okay. Um, so that's what happened. I mean, that, that's what my life was like. Um, I sold insurance for four and a half years. I was miserable. I wanted to die. I would drive by Beverly Hills and Century City and try to figure out how do people commit suicide? I wanted to buy a gun. I wanted to jump out a window of a building. And I knew those buildings... The suites didn't have windows. So I'm thinking you have to pick up a, 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 a secretarial chair. And I'm thinking, this is the way I'm thinking with a law degree, a good education and life in front of me. Um, I bottomed out. I, I, I could not go one more minute 
I called an old friend in January of 1982. She was a supervisor at my, one of my insurance jobs. By the way, I never worked in my insurance career. Four and a half years, made nothing, and impressed nobody. Um, I could get the jobs, but I couldn't do the jobs. I just was non-functional. I called Betty, and she said, I just heard of an organization called Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't know anything about it. And then I talked to this woman, and she said something about a thing called Overeaters Anonymous. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I looked it up in the phone book, and there was a meeting in Beverly Hills at the high school that night. And I went. And I don't know what I heard. The speaker was a loon. Uh, I asked him to be my sponsor. They said, get somebody who has what you want. And Gary was thin. He had been fat. Uh, he was married. And he was funny. And that, that was enough. And I asked him to be my sponsor. Even though he ended the meeting, if you didn't hear anything you heard today, come back next week. There'll be some other psychotic compulsive overeater to tell their story. And I go, oh, dear God. And for six years, Gary and I worked together. Uh, I sometimes told him the truth, but not always. I had a food plan. The first thing I, by the way, I asked, if you're new, I asked three men, how does this program work? And one guy said, get your food in order and everything will be okay. And one guy said, work the steps and everything will be okay. And Richie, for any of you who are old timers said, get right by God and everything will be okay. So now I'm really confused. I knew that God stuff wasn't going to happen for me. I was a conservative, reformed Jew, uh, practice, didn't practice, was bar mitzvah. But uh, I heard a great line at a meeting once. I was Jewish, but I didn't, we didn't know anything about God. And I thought, how that's a, a fat, no, nah, that's pretty accurate. And so I couldn't do that one. So all that was left was get my food in order. So for the first six years, I must admit, my program was a lot about therapy and meetings and a food plan. And I wrote down three meals a day, nothing in between. And I think I absorbed what I didn't hear very often, but I absorbed what you guys read, which is abstinence was the most important thing in my life. And when I was starting to read the literature, I saw that the second to the last chapter, second to the last paragraph of the first step in the big book was working the remaining 11 steps means the adoption of actions and attitudes that almost no alcoholic who's still drinking would even think of taking, which told me I got to be abstinent or everything else is folly. So I dismissed the guy who talked about spirituality. I dismissed the guy who talked about the steps. And I chose to listen and resonate with the only person I could resonate with. That's my story. Some get the, 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 the steps in order and the food comes later. Some get right by God. I don't know. All I can tell you is what worked for me. Six years with Gary, but I did not always tell the truth. I set a goal weight of 180. I'm six feet tall. I hit 180. I figured 170 is a little bit better. So I changed the goal weight to 170. And I hit that. I, I could diet. So I changed it to 160. Now, then I like that. So I changed it to 150. I got down to 158 pounds. It was the early 80s. And people would look at me in the era of uh, uh, AIDS. And, you know, the gay pop, and I'm straight, but they'd say to me, they look at me like this, are you okay? And I knew that was like code for, are you dying? Are you dying of AIDS or something wrong with you? And I, you know, yeah, I'm okay. Didn't answer them. And I was skinny. And that's all I gave a shit about. I'm, I'm, you know, when you're morbidly obese for long enough and you pay enough of a goddamn price, the idea of being thin was all that I cared about. 
Well, I had health ramifications of that, and I wound up getting to about back to 180 years later. And I've been hovering about one. I was 184 at my physical last week, and I'll be uh, 69 years old this year. And I've been wearing the same size pants. I actually wear pants out now because I wear them too long, not because the thighs wear out. And I put them on, and I thoroughly convinced most days they're not going to fit. And son of a bitch, if they fit yesterday, they're going to fit today. I mean, I'm not that bright. I'm not a brain surgeon, and I don't play one on TV. But I'll tell you something. Uh, it seems to there was a great song in the 50s from uh, um, the Fantastics, uh, famous for uh, Try to Remember. But there's a song, Plant a Radish, Get a Radish, Never Any Doubt. That's why I like vegetables. You know what they're about. Uh, you know what programs like that for me? It really is. Eat less. Uh, there was a comic book when they said, I'm going to write a three-page uh, three book on how to lose weight. First page, blank. Last page, blank. Middle page, don't eat so goddamn much. He said, it's not that complicated. But doing it for this compulsive overeater, impossible. So I go to that meeting. I'm there for six years. Gary and I fire each other. I get a new sponsor. With that sponsor, I found out that the first step says, I'm powerless over food. My life is unmanageable. It didn't really occur to me before that. I thought I was just fat and a little different. Um, second sponsor, who was a woman, uh, uh, which is frowned upon and I wouldn't advise anybody to do, but for six years, it worked fine for us. It was fine for me. Uh, she kind of massaged or helped me massage the second step. I came to know a source of information within me that if accessed and if honored would allow me to function at a higher level than I've ever functioned before. A power higher, a higher power within me. Small h, higher power. The third step then became, I'm sorry? Six minutes. Uh-oh, well, here's what it's like. Um, uh, the third step is I turn it over. I've written three fourth steps. I got another sponsor after the second set of six years. He's been sponsoring me for, do the math, uh, 25, 30 more years. Um, um, I've always had a sponsor. I've always sponsored. I did my fourth steps three different ways, three different times with the questions, uh, with the paragraphs, uh, uh, with the big book. I, I, I just, uh, today I do a lot of service. Let me tell you about what I want to talk about real quick. Um, I had no comfort in my ability to maintain a relationship or a career. And I pitched every day in my first year about my disdain for the insurance business. This is God working in my life. Uh, again, uh, my program really should stick in two and three and six and seven and 11. Now 11. Uh, through prayer and meditation, uh, just trying to connect to God's will for me. I've even come to believe that... Uh, though I didn't want my mom to die and there's no upside to it. Apparently my life was supposed to include that which one can only learn without having a mother. I've made peace with that. It's a long time and she's gone 40, whatever it is, 50 years. But um, I pitched about a career and next thing I know, some woman came up to me and said, you wanna to volunteer to work in a 12 step eating disorder unit? I said, yeah, sure, why me? And she said, you're male, you can talk, you're thin and you were fat. I said, that's all? She said, yeah, yeah. don't pat yourself on the back too much. <laughs> that's all. And um, I started volunteering in a 12-step eating disorder program. And then they had an opening and somebody said, well, apply for it, damn it. So I applied it and got it. And then the supervisor told me, go back to graduate school. I told them, um, I'm not supposed to swear. I told him where to place his suggestion. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, why so harsh? And I said, in case you weren't listening, law school just about knocked me out. He said, you weren't in recovery then, so shut up and go to law, so go to grad school. And believe it or not, I shut up and went to grad school. Uh, 
I've been uh, a licensed psychotherapist now for going on four. Uh, well, I've been in the field for 40 years now. It's a joke. It's unbelievable. God doing for me what I could not have done for myself. Um, I keep coming back. I, I tell the truth. Uh, I, I do service. Uh, abstinence is really important. My food plan and abstinence, I was from the generation before. I don't understand the delineation necessarily. My, my abstinence is the way I have to live my life today to maintain and sustain my commitment and conviction to a plan of eating, which is healthy and uh, healthy weight maintenance. Uh, um, I used to weigh myself five or six or seven times a day before program. Uh, I probably weigh myself once a year now. I think my wife has a scale. I think she has a scale. I've never been on it. Uh, relationships, not good. Got married early in recovery. That lasted three years and didn't do anything for my self-esteem. Um, I met a woman at Dodger Stadium uh, <laughs> in 99. And uh, we got married in 2001. And next week, this coming week will be 20 years, which is impossible. Cannot be. Uh, and it's another context in which to learn about myself and working my program. Uh, it helps me with 10th uh, step. It helps me keeping current. I constantly am human. I am imperfect. I make mistakes. Uh, but I'm trying like a son of a gun. And I embrace the spirit of the ninth step, which is when I am wrong, I promptly admit it to the best of my ability. And if I get defensive about it, I try to clean up real quickly. That's the context. We don't have kids. Both of our both of both of our parents are gone. Um, I work by myself. I don't have a lot of uh, relationships where I have to practice these principles, but I do practice them. I cleaned up my acts. I try not to create any wreckage in my present to not have any more wreckage in my past to go back to. Uh, uh, I embrace the twelfth step. I'll talk to anybody about program. I have a disease. It is not a moral issue. Uh, I'm not a slob. I'm not stupid because I'm fat. I have, I have had a spiritual awakening and I do not think of life or weight or dieting or food in any way similar to anything I brought to the table, uh, 39 years ago, all for the better. I feel, uh, catapulted into a fourth dimension. Any phrase I've ever heard that I've scoffed at and laughed at and thought this is idiotic and goofy. Uh, some of them may be, but they're all right on. Um, uh, I had the good fortune of, of hanging out with uh, Roseanne and her friends in L.A. And uh, I go to meetings with wonderful people. We worked like lemmings in the early 80s. We'd go from Beverly Hills High School on Tuesday night to Beverly Hills High School on Monday night, Tuesday night. We'd go to Palms Park on Wednesday night. We'd go to the 100-pounders meeting on Thursday night. We'd go to uh, the Thalians at Cedar sinai on Friday night. We'd go to the maintainers meeting on Saturday morning. We'd go to Serenity Sunday on Sunday morning, and we'd go back again. Um, we ate together. We laughed together. We uh, married with each other over. My best friend is in program. Uh, the closest people in my life are in program. I've learned a plan of living. Forget a plan of eating. A plan of living. Food does not. I haven't had bread in 39 years. I don't care. If I win, I get a slice of bread. If I lose, I go face down. I'm not an idiot. Um, I haven't had sugar in 39 years. Do you miss sugar? No, I have an allergy of the body. Actually, I have an allergy to sugar, even early on. People say, what happens? I, I'd say things like, I break out in fat. Um, it's terrible. And they, you know, they back off. They back off. I say things like, uh, and I'll come up with whatever I have to to maintain my protein. You know what? Everybody gets this much sugar in their lifetime. Rest assured, 
I've had all of mine. I didn't get shortchanged. I enjoy my food. I eat my meals with the same fervor and enthusiasm as I used to. I don't like my food any less because it's cleaner, uh, because I don't eat bread or pasta. I don't drink alcohol. My life is no less exciting because I don't drink alcohol. I'm not even an alcoholic, but I did not drink like a gentleman. And the world and my life and the the world is a better place without me drinking. If you're new, there's nothing about this we can't do. I assume it's in the software. I'm old, but I I don't know a lot about computers, but I do know you don't trash the hardware because of poor programming. I'm not blaming anybody. It's my responsibility to change it. But I'm a child of God, a loving, lovable, worthwhile child of God. I deserve for my life to be happy, joyous, and free. And I have the tools with God's help and y'all's help to uh, increase the likelihood of it being that way. I can guarantee nothing. I can guarantee my commitment and my action. I can't guarantee the results that's out of my hands. So I do the footwork. I pray like a son of a gun. And I practice the third step and turn it over. Um, I loved every day of my career. I love being married. Uh, it's, it's challenging at times. I'm challenging at times. Uh, but you know what? I, I didn't expect to be alive this long. And not only am I alive, alive but I'm, again, happy, joyous, and free. Thank you, Moon, for arranging this. And uh, thank you all for being here. Keep coming back, please.